We begin today's shir in the middle of Daf Tzadi Zayin at the beginning of the new parak, the eleventh parak of Yevomus. Uh, before we begin the actual Mishnah, we will glance at the side where we have a nosei a mivne heading. A uh, as you will get into the Gemara, you'll see diamonds that indicate Makoros sources. Someone who had raped a woman, Ma Dino Legabi what is the law regarding his relationship, his ability to marry her relatives? So now the Mishnah. If a person had uh, raped or seduced a woman, he is entitled, halachically speaking, he is entitled to marry her daughter or her sister. This, of course, is in stark contrast to a man who had married a woman. He is forbidden, then, to marry her sister or her uh, daughter. Ha'oynes v'hamefate al hanesua chayav. The case described here is if someone had, uh, let us say, raped the daughter of his wife, so that is strictly forbidden. That's quite it, and it's it's, uh, it's punishable by kores or uh, whatever other necessary punishment the Torah mandates. No say adam anusas aviv umefutas aviv anusas benoi umefutas benoi. If a person's uh, father had raped a woman or had seduced a woman, or if a person's son had raped a woman or seduced a woman, uh, a person can then marry that very woman. A person can marry the woman his father or his son raped or had seduced. Rebuda Oser Banusas Oviv Umafutas Oviv. Rebuda prohibits the marriage of a man to the woman that his father had raped or seduced. Tanina Leha Ditonu Rabonan. Our Mishnah bears out that which is taught in the following Brisa. Onas Isha Mutter Lisabita. If a person had raped a woman, it is permissible for him to marry her daughter. Nosa Isha Osur Lisabita. If a person had married a woman, it is forbidden for him to marry her daughter. The Gemara now raises a contradiction. Viraminu. Hanitan min ho'isha. Nitan is an expression meaning a person is suspect. Uh, murmurings have gone out, rumors have gone out regarding a man and a particular woman. So if a person is suspect of having uh, uh, a relationship, we'll say, with a woman, Osir be'ima uvavita uvachosa. It is forbidden for him to marry her mother her daughter or her sister. So that, uh, whereas we were taught in the Mishnah that if someone had raped a woman, and you don't have any bigger suspicion than that, do you? And yet he's allowed to marry her relatives. Here you have a man suspect of having conducted uh, intimacy with a woman, and, and it's, it's forbidden for him to marry her relatives. The Gemara answers, Midurabonan, the source here is a rabbinic restriction. 
letter of the law, after a person rapes a woman, he is entitled to marry her relatives. The source here is telling us that rabbinically, though, we don't want him to do that because uh, after he marries, let's say, the daughter of a woman he is suspect of, he'll end up uh, having a, a znus, um, harlot-type relations with her mother. And at that point, it would be strictly forbidden after he actually marries her daughter. Then it would be, uh, it would be um, an adulterous relationship with her mother, or, uh, with, in effect, his mother-in-law, which is uh, uh, strictly forbidden. The Gemara continues, where you have a situation that in fact is rabbinically prohibited. Would you expect to find the Mishnah as we have over here using an expression that you are allowed as a first choice to marry the relative? If if we take a look at the whole picture, you're telling me that if a man is suspect, and certainly if he raped a woman, rabbinically he's not allowed to marry her daughter. Why then does the Mishnah use the language of noisin al al-Mafuta, which is an expression indicating as a first choice he can go ahead and marry the relative of the woman he raped. But isn't there a rabbinic prohibition? Why does the Mishnah use a language indicating that it's okay as an, as an initial choice? The Gemara answers that the point just made is correct, that if you have something that is prohibited rabbinically, the Mishnah would not use that as a first choice. However, the circumstances under which our Mishnah is speaking is La'achar Misa, where the woman that was raped died. So if that be the case, so then marrying her relative would be a fine uh, option as a, a good first choice because the uh, suspicion or the, 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 the uh, worry that the Rabbonin expressed is no longer, uh, no longer present. The fear the Rabbonin had mentioned was that if you marry the relative of a woman you raped, when, her, when that rape victim, i.e. the relative of the one who you now married, is present, you'll be tempted to uh, conduct an uh, a, a, a adulterous relationship with her, a forbidden relationship. But if she's dead, so then that problem, that fear, doesn't uh, d- doesn't arise. Mino hani mili the tonu rabbonon, and you can see the diamonds are beginning to appear as we introduced earlier. These are sources uh, regarding the halachas that we have mentioned till now. So, from w- what is the uh, basis of that which we have learned? Bekulon nemar shiva, with regard to the list of Arayas. Arayas are the forbidden relations mentioned in Sefer Vayikra. The uh, Torah uses the word Shiva. And the Khan regarding relatives that are uh, prohibited because of one's wife Nemar Kicha. There's a different verb form used. The uh, verb Kicha, uh, to take, to marry. Lomar Loch, Derech Likuchin Osro Torah. This tells us that the 
only time that these relatives are usher is only if the first one was was married unto you. To make things a little more concrete, we take a look at the Rashi. We start with the Rashi. Dibra Masl Bekulon Namar Shchiva Bechol Arayas Beparsha Kedeshim Tiu. In all the forbidden relatives mentioned in that section of the Torah, Bekalosay Vedadosav Bezochur Bebehema, forbidden intimacy with one's daughter-in-law, one's uh, one's father's brother's wife, or uh, homosexual relations, or uh, bestial relations, you find the word shchiva. Shchiva literally means lying together, but that's the word for intimacy. The Khan, Rashi goes on, be'isha ve'ima, with regard to a woman and her mother, u'bekrovos uh, ishto, or other relatives that are forbidden because of your wife in other words because you married a particular woman a new set of forbidden women are featured Nemra Rashi goes on Nemra Kicha Ish Asher Yikach Es Isha Vesima so you see the verb Yikach there another Pasuk says Ve'isha El Achoisa Lo Sikach where the Pasuk warns against marrying one's uh, one's uh, let's say, uh, intimacy with one's wife's sister so you see the word Kicha this we were taught tells us Derech Likuchin Rashi says Shahoisa Rishoina Lekuchaso where the first woman was someone you married then Chayov Al Hashniya Kishibaleha you'd be guilty for intimacy with the next woman mentioned in that parsha the Bishniya Lekolamema Likuchin with regard to the second woman let's say the first woman mentioned was uh, the what woman you married, and then this next woman mentioned in the pasuk is her mother. Well, with regard to her mother, likuchin meaning marriage is not an option; it's not possible. The holotafsibo kedushin kedushin wouldn't take hold. Wouldn't take hold with one's wife's sister either. So regarding them, uh, we say that the uh, forbidden relationship with them would be any form of, of, of intimacy. Hence, the din of the Mishnah is clear that where the initial contact with the first woman was rape, namely it wasn't through likicha, it wasn't through marriage, so then the second woman is is uh, open to you for marriage. However, if the first woman mentioned in that parsha was a, mar- a woman you married, then the second woman will be strictly forbidden, uh, and, s- and certainly uh, in any form of intimacy. Omar Lay, we continue in the Gemara. Omar Lay, Rav Popo Labaye, Elo Meato. Well, if this be the case that a distinction is to be made between Shchiva and Kicha, Gabi Achoisoi, regarding one's own sister, Dechtiv Ish Asher Yikach Es Achoisoi, Bas Oviv Oi Bas Imoi. So, Hochi Nami Derech Kicha Hu Daosu Derech Shchiva Shari. Are you going to say that here only through marriage uh, it would be prohibited, but through 
uh, through simple intimacy, uh, she would be all right. That's of course absurd. Uh, any form of intimacy with one's sister is going to be forbidden. Omar Lay. So Abaye answers. Likuchin ksivi stam. The the term likuchin appears in the Torah in an unqualified fashion, and then we have to apply haroi likicha kicha regarding situations where marriage is an option. So then we say that the prohibition of her relatives would only be as a result of having married the first of those relatives. As we saw illustrated before, a woman and her mother, or a woman and her sister. When does the mother of that woman become usher? When you married the woman. Then her mother becomes your mother-in-law. Or, in the case of a woman and her sister, when does the sister become usher? When you married the first one, the woman mentioned, then her sister becomes forbidden. However, if you don't marry the first woman, so the second woman mentioned, either the sister or the mother, are not forbidden to you. However, haroi l'shiva, where there isn't any uh, marriage option possible, for example, with one's sister, so then, Shriva, then the prohibition with her will be through uh, any form of intimacy. Rova Omar. Onas Isha Mutur Lisa Bita Mehacha. The principle taught in our Mishnah is learned from a different place. Namely, if a man raped a woman, so then it's Mutur for you to be with her daughter. <coughs> it's, mutter for, it's Mutter for you to marry her daughter. The issue of the daughter of a woman being usher is only if you had married the woman, then her daughter is usher but if you raped the woman then her daughter is mutter for you to marry Mehacha, it's learned from the following Ksiv ervas bas bincho bas bitcho lo segale so one Pesach says that one shall not reveal the intimacy of one's uh, granddaughter, either if it's one's son's daughter or one's daughter's daughter so that the granddaughter is forbidden. Now we could infer from this ha bas ubas goli. Our dida means hers, meaning your wife's. So that when is a granddaughter forbidden? If it's your own granddaughter. However, if let's say you married a woman who had grandchildren. So that it, we would infer that her granddaughter, whether it be through her son, through your wife's son having a daughter, or through your wife's daughter having a daughter, golly, that you can, uh, you can take them, you can marry them. Uksiv, and yet there's another pasuk that says, Ervas isha ubita lo sigale, es bas benov, es bas bita lo isikach. And here, if you follow the dashed underlining, here you have a Pesach referring to the very same relatives that we inferred from the first Pesach, and in this explicit statement, it's telling you, you cannot marry your wife's granddaughters. So how do you resolve the seeming contradiction? Ha ketzad, kan be'oinsin, kan benisuin. If we're dealing with a woman that you raped, so then you're. Oh, that's the sec. That's what the 
uh, inference Posik is referring to. If you're dealing with a woman you raped, so then her granddaughters would be mutter, would be allowed for you to marry. If, however, you're dealing with a woman that you married, Nisuin, uh, as is, that's what the second Posuk is talking about. When you married a woman, then you cannot marry her granddaughters. The Gemara asks, Maybe things should be switched around. That where you raped a woman, her granddaughters are Usr, and where you married a woman, her granddaughters are Mutter. The Gemara recent answers, Arayis She'er Ksivu. When we're dealing with forbidden relations, you find in the Torah the word She'er appears. Benisuin Ikos She'er. This concept or institution that She'er reflects, that term is a reference to for, uh, prohibition because of marriage, because a marriage had taken place. Ba'oinsin, when a rape takes place, so lekosher, you don't, you haven't formed the marital institution. The uh, Gemara, uh, that is, sorry, uh, the, the uh, Rashi, the Epuchano, Rashi says, the, the, the Gemara's question had been, let's switch it around. Bas bin the Posik where the Torah forbids, your own granddaughter, the Memayet Labas where her granddaughter is excluded, meaning she's Muteris, maybe that is talking about a case of the woman you married, namely that her granddaughter would be Mutter. The Idach Kra, the Osar Labas the other Pasuk where the woman's granddaughter is forbidden. The Afagav Delav Mine, even though it's a grandchild, it's not through you. The Anusa Mukminon Lay. It's a woman that you happen to rape. In other words, even if it's it's a granddaughter, not as a result of your having raped the woman some time ago. It's a woman that you raped, and she happened to have her own granddaughter. The Gemara was suggesting maybe that is that type of granddaughter is forbidden. So we saw the Gemara answered that in the section of the Torah that deals with forbidden relations, the word she'er appears. And that is a word reflecting that a marriage had taken place. And as we said, only the granddaughter of a woman that you married would be forbidden. And that's Rava's source for the uh, halacha taught in the Mishnah that if we're dealing with a woman that you raped, then her relatives are uh, are open, are, are an option for you to marry. Rabbi Huda Oiser Banusas Aviv On the side of the Gemara under our topic heading, the Nosei we've written, Hezber HaMachloikis Tanoim, an explanation of the Tanaic controversy, Be'inyan Im Odom Muter Banusas Aviv, is a person allowed to marry the uh, woman that his father had raped. In our Mishnah, of course, the Tanakama, the first opinion, said no. He said oh, that is, she is allowed to you. Rebuta was the restrictive opinion saying that a man cannot marry the woman that one's father had raped. Omar Rav Gidol, Omar Rav, my time of the Rebuta, what is the source of Rebuta, who was restrictive? 
the Pasuk says, um, and we should note that this Pasuk is at the beginning of Perik Chof Gimel in Devarim. It's the first Pasuk in chapter 23 of Devarim. It says, Lo yikach ish es aviv, velo knaf aviv. And we darshan, Rabbi Yudah darshan says, Knaf shero aviv, lo yigale. Knaf literally is a reference to the, a, the corner of a piece of clothing, but it's, a, it's the Torah's way of saying a woman that one's, that, uh, one's father had revealed, had uh, raped, you, the son, lo yigale. You're not allowed to marry her. How do you know uh, that uh, through reading this Pasuk Aleph that the Torah is referring to a man that the, the a, a man that had raped a woman and that his son is forbidden to her? Answer from right before this Pasuk. The Pasuk that precedes this is found in it's the last Pasuk of Perak Chofbeis, Pasuk Chof Tes. It says right before the pasuk of Lo Yikach If it said it had said, that that pasuk is talking about the fine the Torah levies against someone that had raped a woman. So that the context of the pasuk in which it said Lo the context is a context of rape. The Rabbonon, the, what do the Rabbonon who are lenient say? They allow a man to marry the woman raped by his father. E have somech le ke de koamris. Had the phrase lo yigale knaf aviv been next to the uh, posse dealing with rape, and we say next to meaning literally following. Posuk Choftes, then I would agree, then we would agree with you that the Posuk here is referring to a woman raped by one's father. However, it's not literally next to it. Why? Well, what do you mean by that? Because when you finish Posuk Choftes, the first phrase that you encounter afterwards is Lo Yikach Ishes the prohibition of, of marrying one's father's wife. The Pasuk is not referring to a rape victim at that point. Only the latter part of the Pasuk deals with something else. Therefore, it's in the eyes of the Rabbonon, it's not, uh, it's not reasonable to suggest that is in fact talking about rape because of the gap that is, exists between and the Pasuk that dealt with rape. So the Gemara continues, Hashto delo now that in fact it's not right next to it, Miboya lay, the Rabbonah need the Knaf part of the Pasuk, the Rav Onan, for Rav Onan's teaching. The Amar Rav Onan Amar Shmuel, Bishemeres Yavam Shel Oviv HaKosuv Medaber. The phrase, Lo Yigale Knaf Oviv, is referring to a, um, uh, the, the, a woman that is the widow of one's father's brother a simple case of Yibum one's father's brother died leaving no children but he left a widow 
the widow is waiting to marry the father of our uh, subject. The son goes ahead and takes her, marries her, so he is violating lo yigale knafoviv. Umai knafoviv. What does knafoviv mean according to the Rabbonan then? Knaf harui laoviv lo yigale. The the woman, we said that the term knaf is a type of, it's a, it's a, maybe a, a, a euphemism or it's an, it's an expression that refers to the woman. And so the Pesach is meant means, according to the Rabbonin, the woman that is fit for one's father, namely the, the widow of his brother, you, the son, lo yigale, should not expose, should not take her. The Gemara asks, if you're looking for a Pesach to, to uh, answer to prohibit the wife of one's father's brother, there's already a posseg for that. The posseg in the parish of Arias mentions one is not allowed to be with, to marry one's doda. His dodoso, his doda. What is a doda? A doda is, is, is exactly this woman, the wife of one's father's brother. So she's already prohibited by a separate verse. What then do I need Lo Yigale Knafovit for? The Gemara answers, Lavor Oleo Bishnei Lavin. That the wife of one's father's brother is prohibited on two counts. There would be two negative uh, 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 violations it, um, violated if one marries one's uh, father's brother's wife. The Gemara asks, but still, isn't she forbidden the tapuk lay mishum yavam alashuk? You, the son, you're not the yavam. <coughs> you're the son of the yavam. <coughs> so you're an outsider vis-a-vis the, the woman in question. So is that already, is she not already proscribed based on the Easter of yavam alashuk? The Pesach says, lo siya eishas hames hachutza lishzar. That a yavama in this case, it's your father's sister-in-law. She's a Yavama waiting to marry your father. She is also to you because of this prohibition. So what do I need Lo Yigale Knafovim for to restrict her? She's already restricted. The Gemara in its first answer says, Lav or In fact, if one were to marry the Shemeris Yavam of, uh, of one's father, he would be in violation of three negative commands. The lo yigale knafoviv, lo siyeh and the isur of dodoso. The boyasemo, another <coughs> explanation, is liachar misa. If, uh, if we're talking about a case where one's father had died, when he, when the son uh, married her, so then the uh, the, the uh, uh, violation of of uh, Yevom Aloshuk falls away because Yevom Aloshuk is only re- uh, has only has relevance when the woman is waiting for the Yavam. But if the Yavam, in this case, the person's father died, so that prohibition falls away. So if the, regarding the last question, uh, isn't one's father's brother's wife also because of Yevom Aloshuk? So the first answer the Gemara gave was, yeah, that would be an additional lav. The second answer is that it's not relevant in our discussion. 
in other words, the Pesach of Lo Yigale Knaf Oviv is ushering a woman, uh, namely one's father's wife's wife, uh, that one's father's brother's wife is usher even after one's father died when the Yavama Lashuk prohibition would not be relevant. The Gemara continues at the top of Omid Beis. What you have in this Gemara, and on it's, we introduce this on the side under our topic heading, Sidra shel dugmois shel ta'aruvos nisuin ve'arayas. There will be a uh, a series of um, cases of examples which will appear in the Gemara almost in a riddle fashion of um, prohibitions that come about as a result of uh, marriages and forbidden relations. The uh, when, when we get to the uh, second one of these examples, we've numbered them. You can see we've numbered them through one through seven. On uh, you notice the twistus at the top. Ahu brihu kol elu hamaisim lo mashmiim loch midi elo lechuvas hatzedukim. We have all of these situations don't reveal to us something new, uh, and they're here for some other agenda that what Tesis calls responses to the to the skeptics, to the heretics. Uh, Tesis is obviously referring to some something of a deeper nature, some type of philosophical issue that the Gemara had to confront because of the the scoffers, the skeptics, the uh, the deniers that we call the tzedukim. So, with that in mind, <coughs> what we what we will be doing here is just to state the uh, unusual relations as we go along. Uh, our hope is that the uh, diagrams or the charts <coughs> that we provide will be of some assistance. So, as we say, these will, all of these cases will appear in a riddle form. The number one, ach me'av velo me'aim. There is a description of someone's brother who was a brother because they have a common father, but not a common mother. The who balo de'aim, and that brother is also the the husband of my mother, vano barto, and I am the daughter. Viano Barta the Intesay, and I am the daughter of his wife. Well, how do we? Uh, how can we account for that? So, uh, based on what we what we would see in Rashi, we have a diagram number one, and you can see here a gentleman by the name of Yankiv. He uh, raped a woman, and. Through that rape, you see a bas, a daughter, appears. And this Yankiv also ma- married a woman and had a son, Ruvain. Ruvain, Yankiv's son, went ahead and married the Anusa, the rape victim of his father. So, 
in, in this scenario, you have the daughter that we circled, the Bas, is viewing Ruvain and saying what we said in the Gemara. That it's a, that Ruvain, that the, when this daughter is speaking, she's saying, this Ruvain is my brother because of a common father, not a common mother. And this Ruvain is my mother's husband. And I am the daughter of that lady. She's not saying I am Ruvain's daughter, but I am the daughter of the lady to whom Ruvain was the husband. Now, the Gemara points out that this scenario would not ever come to be according to Rabbi Huda. The idea of Ruvain marrying the rape victim of his father. Omar Rami Barhama, the low This would not be a scenario that could come about through the opinion of Rebuta, because Rebuta says that Ruvain in this case would be usher to marry the rape victim of his father. We continue in the Gemara with number two. As we go through these next cases, you'll see a uh, trapezoid uh, form used to highlight the word Mishkachas, and we've noted on the side how, how do they come about? The, the, the relations, the cases are, are ra- rather strange. Then one has to spell out how they come about. And again, we're going to try to work along with our little diagrams. Number two. Ahu, he is uh, my brother. Ubrihu, he is my son. Achte, Ano. Dahai the Darino Akaspoy and I and I am also and I am the sister of the one I am carrying on my shoulder. So you have a woman speaking and saying that the uh, the the person she is describing is at the same time her brother, her son her her, her brother and her son, and I am the sister of course he's my brother so I'm the sister of the one I'm carrying on my shoulder so the uh, Gemara says Mishkachas law this case could come about and keep one finger on the chart uh, an idol worshipper had intimacy with his daughter and that through that intimacy a son was born So the daughter of that uh, idol worshipper would say regarding the son that he is at the same time my brother because that uh, that Bas uh, and and the Yeled in the chart have the same father. So that makes them brother and sister. And it's also accurate to say regarding that Yeled, that uh, child, that it's the daughter, it's the, it's the child of the Bas. She bore him. And she's also carrying him around. So she declares, I am the sister of the one I'm carrying around on my shoulders. Number three. Shamaloch bri bas achtech ano. Hello, my son. I am the, uh, the daughter of your sister. The uh, Gemara explains, how can someone say that? Mishkachas law, this could come about, the Oivei Kechovim, 
in the case of a an idol worshiper, al Bas Bito, who has intimacy with his granddaughter. So that in the story we saw, the granddaughter would be saying regarding a child born out of that union, she would be saying that you, the Yeled featured there, are my son. And regarding herself, I am the daughter of your sister. If you note, the Akum had this daughter's mother, and the Akum also bore the son. So, the Bas speaking in the Pusik is the daughter of the Yeled's sister. Or, uh, 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 let's say that again, that I am the daughter of, right, of, as we said, the sister of the Yeled. And they, that, that Yeled and the mother of the Bas are brother and sister because they have the same father. Number four, Dalu or Dali Dalu Davla, Lepul Bechu Sasar Posar. These are cryptic expressions, but Rashi explains what they are. Uh, Rashi on the third narrow line, Dalai Dalu the Dalu Davla, Livnei Poyalim Hamashkim Esasodos Anisha Elis Chidazu. To the uh, children of the uh, workers that water fields, that irrigator, they water fields, I am raising this riddle. And Rashi goes on, Lipo Luchu Sosar Posar, Hare Nofla Luchem Chidos Stuma, Umusteres Liposer. Behold, there is fallen in front of you a, a, uh, a riddle that's. Uh, difficult, or it's that's that's sealed and hidden for you to reveal, for you to solve. Now here's the riddle. We continue in the Gemara. This is uh, case number four. The high, the darina, the the one I'm carrying around, the little kid that I'm carrying around. Who? Bar. He is my son. Vano, bras achvo, and I am the daughter. Of his brother. Well, how can you have that? How can you have someone that's called uh, one's son, and the woman speaking re- refers to her refers to herself as the daughter of her son's brother? Mishkachas law, you could have this coming about. This, by the way, is essentially the same. Uh, the case as we had just before but in the case before we had the, the Akum the idol worshipper having intimacy with his granddaughter the daughter of his daughter and here it's granddaughter that means the daughter of his son so the granddaughter is saying regarding the child that the child is the uh, Yeled is my child and the Yeled and I am the daughter of his brother. You'll notice in the chart, the Ben and the Yelid have the same father. So they are brothers through the same father. Continue with number five. Uh, this is, uh, uh, you'll find to be a more complicated case. Bai, Bai. Uh, bai is a, 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 a word that reflects 
an, an emotion, we'll say, a, a, an exasperation. Me'ach, v'hu av, v'hu ba'l, v'hu bar ba'l, v'hu ba'l o di'ein, v'ano barto di'itsei. The Rashi by Meach Kovelis Ani Kovelis means like complaining Al Achi regarding my brother Shehu Avi my brother is also my father Ubali he's my husband Uben Bali and he's the uh, the son of my husband. Fahu Baalo Diem Sheholidani Meimi, and he's the husband of the of of the woman that bore me. Fahainu Nami Du Av by saying that he's the husband of the woman that bore me. That's basically saying the same as he is my father. Elo Lafushi Milihu. This is simply to add. Uh, add words to the riddle. So, how do you have a case like that? So, we continue in the Gemara text. Or maybe we should just point out that the end of her statement is the complaint that and he doesn't give bread to uh, my brother, the uh, uh, orphans of my. Uh, son's children. The Gemara says Mishkachas law. This case number five c- could come ab- about. So you can see on the chart that a you have an idol worshipper that has intimacy with his own mother. The Hoylid Mimeno Bas and a daughter is born. The Chosar Ubo Al Oisobas. And then that Akum, that idol worshipper, had intimacy with the Bas. That was the that's the second stage. The Chosar Zokain Ubo Aleha. And then the Zokain, that's the uh, man married to the Akum's mother. Very well, be the father of the Akum. He is Bo Oleha. You can see he has relations with that Bas. The Hoylid Mimeno Bonim. And then produces children. The Rashi, Dibor Amasril, the Chozer Hazokin. Rashi says, Oviv Shelzeh. The father of the Akum, the Koomro Hachbas Al Ovio Hochi. And the Bas there is saying this, uh, that we, uh, the, the, the riddle about her father. To who? Ochio Minoem. That uh, when you look at the, the Bas, so you'll notice that the, the Akum. And the Bas have the same mother. So that's Ochio Minoem. And in the riddle we saw, she says, 
Me'ach, meaning my, I complained about my brother. Vigam of Yahu, and you could see that the Akum is also her, the boss's father. Ubayla, and her husband, because Shechazar Ubo Aleha, because Akum then had intimacy with her, so they was like a husband. Uben Bailah, how can Akum be described as the son of her husband? Because the Akum's father had relations with her also, making the Akum the son of her new husband. And the Hoylid Bonim, and that union produced children. So, uh, and, and that was the concluding phrase, is he doesn't feed Lo Yohiv Pito Laachvo Yasmi Bene Barte. Rashi says, Liachvo Yasmi Bene Barte, Elu Bene Hazokain. This is a reference to the children born because of the union between the Zokain and the Bas, Shahoilid Mimeno, that uh, were born through her, Tahavu Achin Me'oviv. They are, in effect, her brothers by looking at uh, the father because the father uh, uh, and, and she, in turn, have the same uh, origin and they are also B'nai Barte. They are the uh, children of the, uh, of the daughter. Again, if you follow the chart, you can see this uh, after spending time analyzing it. We continue in the Gemara. Before we move on, let us just clarify the last comment that we were addressing. The end of her riddle, we'll say, was say she said, pita la'achvo yasmi b'nei bartei. The Bas in example five was saying regarding her husband, her husband, regarding the Akum in, on our chart, that he does not feed the children that resulted from the Zokain's uh, cohabiting with the Bas. The, those children are the Akum's brothers, that's the expression she said, she, that he doesn't give bread to his brothers. How are they brothers? Because those children, the Bonim, of that union, of the Zokin with the Bas, the Bonim, and the Akum have the same father, namely the Zokin. So they're brothers, and they are also the children of his daughter, the Akum's daughter. Well, who's the Akum's daughter? The Bas. The Bonim, then, in that diagram, are the children, they are B'nai Barte, the children of his daughter, of the Akum's daughter. Let's go on now to case number six. Ano ve'at achi Ano ve'avuch achi Ano ve'imoch achi I am your brother, I and your father are brothers, I and your mother are brother-sister. 
How can you have a case like that? Mishkachas law be'oyvei kichovim haboal imo. You can see in uh, diagram number six, <coughs> Yav Akum has intimacy with his mother. Vahoylid mimeno shte bonos and produces two daughters. Vachozar ubo al achas mehen. And then the Akum had intimacy with one of them. And that uh, produced a son. That's Vaholid Mimeno Ben. And they bore a son. Vikario lay Achte de Ima. Vikoomro lay Hochi. She, uh, the the bas that we featured on the chart is speaking about that ben, and says as follows: Ano veat benei achi. That you and I are the uh, children of brothers of brother sister. So you can see. By looking at the chart that the bas that we've circled is addressing the ben that we squiggle underline, and she is saying that the two of us are brothers, brothers being brother sister, we have the same father, the akum. You and your father, that means I and your father, the, the girl says, the bas says to the ben. I and your father are brother sister because we have the same mother. Again, your father and I have the same mother, and you can see that as well, emo in the chart. And she says, "You and your mother." That's like, once again, I and your mother are brothers sister are uh, sisters because we have the same mother and father. Let us continue in the Gemara. This brings us to case number seven. Ha behetero nami mishkachas law. This uh, kind of description you can find under heter circumstances as well. In other words, as opposed to in case six, you saw a man cohabiting with his mother to start off the picture. Here, you don't have to have. Isur, you don't have to have prohibition. What's the case? Kagon, Ruvain, Shiesh, Lo, Shte, Bonois. Viosa Shimon, Shimon, the brother of Ruvain, came. Venosav Chad Minayu. Shimon marries one of Ruvain's daughters. Viosa Bar Levi. Venosav Chad Minayu. And the son of Levi marries another one of the daughters. The Koomar Lei Brei de Shimon, the son of Shimon, can say this, Labar Brei de Levi Hachi, to the grandson of Levi, as we already explained. And we look in Rashi, the Koomar Lei Brei de Shimon, Labar Brei de Levi, the son of Shimon is saying to the grandson of Levi, Ano Viat. Benei Achi, I and you 
are the uh, are the products of of brothers. What does that mean? B'nai Shteachoyos. The term brothers, I'm sure you've begun to realize till now can be brothers, brothers can be sisters, brother, sister. So the grandson, the son of Shimon is saying to the grandson of Levi that we are B'nai uh, Achi, meaning we're the, son, we're the children of brothers. B'nai Shteachoyos. I and you are the products of two sisters. What else? Anovi Avuch, I and your father, Bnei Shnei Achim. So, uh, the, the, the father of the squiggle Ben and the circled Ben are the products of two brothers. Ben's father is Shimon, and the father of the Ben, his father, his uh, father was Levi. And what else? Ano v'imcha, I and your mother, b'nei shnei achim. Well, I'm the son of Shimon, and your mother is the daughter of Ruvain. So, I and your mother are the product of two brothers. We continue in the Gemara with the new Mishnah, and on the side we have a Nosei Klali, a general topic heading, and we indicate that this goes till Tzadi Chesomid Beis, a rather long discussion. Hagiores Shinizgairu Boneho Ima. This features, the Gemara will feature a case where a woman converts. We'll also deal with a woman who is freed. Uh, and she has she happened to have had children, slaves, and they were freed. So you have a case of a woman who converts uh, and her children convert, or a woman who is freed and her children are freed. A freed slave, by the way, in Jewish law, becomes a full-fledged Jew. The Mishnah. Hagiores Shinizgairu Boneho Imo. A woman who converted to Judaism. She happened to have children when she was not Jewish, and those children converted along with her. Lo chotzin velo miabnim. These children, we'll say they're they're two brothers. They had the same mother. If one dies, leaving no children, so the surviving brother will not do chalitza nor yibum. The the reason for that, the basis is, is that they are not considered brothers from the same father. And we're not dealing here with pure, uh, we'll call genetics or uh, pedigree, uh, background, descent. We're talking in halachic terms. And in halachic terms, the, uh, the issue, we'll say, or the, the institution of fatherhood with regard to idol worshippers is basic, is we could say is non-existent. The Rashi says, Lo the achvo min ho'av bo'inon. In order for chalitza and yibum to take place, you have to have brothers from the same father. Figer ain lo she'er ha'av. A convert doesn't have, we'll say, a relationship, a connection to his father. 
דרחמונו אף כרי כזרע בהמה שנאמר וזירמה סוסים זירמוסם The Torah declares it hefker, meaning, we'll say, no connection. We continue in the Mishnah. This point of lo chotz and lo miyabim will uh, exist even in a case where the conception of the first of the children was Shalom uh, Bikdusha means before conversion he was born after the mother converted and the second boy was conceived and born after the mother had converted so as far as they are as far as their brotherhood is concerned they were both born from a woman that had converted however the first one's conception was before conversion so the, the issue of fatherhood of creating let's say brother through same father that doesn't exist over here the same applies to a bondmaid who happened to have children and they along with their mother were freed and of course what we mean then is that the, those two boys those two sons uh, when they marry and, and one dies leaving no children so the other one will not do chalitza nor yibol b'nei yudin amsa ishtachur the uh, children of yudin amsa it were, Gemara opens with a uh, case involving a bondmaid and she had children and they were freed on the side of the Gemara we should note the you know, say the topic heading we have Shnei Achim Avodim two brothers that are slaves that were freed Rabbi Acho Bar Yankiv Hitir Lohem Leminsav Noshida Dodi Ravacho, you will see in the Gemara, we feature with a firebox. What uh, he is about to say will be the central point around which the Gemara spends a lot of time, hence we use this marking. Ravacho will tell us that uh, a halochor, a point that's not related to Yibum per se, but uh, these two fellows even when, whenever, when they're both alive and they happen to have married women at, at one point they can, each one can divorce their wives and the other one marries the, the, the women called wife swapping or wife switching but of course not while they're still married but a divorce takes place if you have two regular Jewish brothers that would be forbidden if a, a man's brother divorces his wife you cannot marry her. That's grusha socha. That's the divorcee of your brother. It's strictly forbidden. However, when it, in, when we're talking about two men that have, happen to have been brothers when they were slaves, but they were then freed, there is no longer any halachic relationship between them. And if they're not related, there's two like two strangers. That if uh, Mr. A divorces his wife, Mr. B can marry her. So now the Gemara continues. 
we're, we made reference to the the Bnei Yudin Amsa. They were freed, and Shorlehu Ravacho Leminsav Noshi Dadodi, and Ravacho allowed uh, each one to marry the other one's wife. Again, as we said, each one divorced their wives, and the other one married her. And it's not considered Grushas Ochiv. They're not considered the divorcee of their brothers. And as Rashi adds, the well-known principle that a, uh, a person who converts, who left uh, the state of non-Jew to become Jew, is kikoton shenoladom. It's because it's what the it's what we would call being uh, born again. The the true born again uh, is right here in the Gemara. The Gemara continues. Omar le Rava, the whole Rav Sheshis Osar. Rava asks Ravacha, but didn't Rav Sheshis forbid that? Omale, Ravacha answers, Who Vano, Sharina? He forbids, and I allow. The Gemara goes on with a few different cases. When we speak about brothers, Minhoav Velo Minoaim, if they're brothers because they happen to have the same father, the same idol worshiper father, but not the same mother, Kulealmo Lopligi Deshori. Everyone agrees that. Rav Acho's heter applies. That means even Rav Sheshis would allow that. If you have two fellows that happen to have the same father while they were Gentiles, and then these two brothers that happen to have the same father as Gentiles then converted, so there's no uh, connection even on a rabbinic level. There's no connection between them, and they can switch wives. Minoaim velo minoav. If you have two brothers that happen to have been born from the same woman, and then they converted, and they don't have the same, they did not have the same father. Kule almo lopligi da osir. Everyone will agree that they cannot switch wives, and the reason for that is this is a rabbinic point, because if we allow them to switch wives, people will think that brothers in uh, Jewish brothers, regular Jewish brothers, can also switch wives. When does the Machlokis Rav Acha and Rav Sheshis surface? Min Ho'av u Min Ho'em. This might sound a little ironic, but it's when they're full-fledged brothers. As Gentiles, they have the same mother and father. You see, in terms of the way to approach this, you might say that the, the motherhood element is a preventing, is a uh, restrictive factor. The fatherhood element is a permitting factor. What happens when you combine the two? And, and that's what we see here. They're both, they have the same father and mother. Well, this will be the point of controversy between Ravacha and Ravshashis. Before we go further, though, we should uh, make mention of the Gemara structure. We have a Mivneh note where Roman numerals 1 and 2 are featured. These represent Shnei L'Shoinois, being in Shnei Achim, Minoeim, Velo, Minoav, where two versions regarding the brothers that came from the same mother and not the same father. According to version number 1, we read this already, Kulealmo Osir, everyone will agree that that is Osir. According to version number 2, that very case of two brothers, same mother, not same father, will be a point of controversy. And Ravacha there also will matir. So now we go back into our Gemara. 
with the case, the, the according to Loshon number one, this is the only case where you'll have controversy. It's where the two fellows have the same mother and father. Man Deshari, the opinion of Ravacha, who is, who is lenient, Bosser Abo Shadinon. We, uh, we focus, or we, people consider the element of fatherhood. And since people look at them as in terms of their father, and now here we have to uh, look at Rashi. And by the way, when we say we mentioned already that there is agreement if the two brothers had the same father, then and not the same mother, so uh, they're they're not considered brothers whatsoever. And we explained before that when it, when you're dealing with the uh, with the element of the institution of fatherhood in the context of of uh, conversion, so there is no connection whatsoever. The uh, Rashi says, "Bosser Oviv Shadino Leido Bnei Planyu Koraluhu Hilkoch Lo Maski Inchia Datayu." Therefore, it doesn't occur to people. Rashi continues, "Shein Achin Mino Aim that they are brothers from the same mother." Umeida Yadi to hide the Shemini Luhu, and it's clear to the public that that which we would allow them to switch wives, Mishum Tein Achva Mino Av Leger. There is no brotherhood from same father when you're dealing with a convert. You're your basic idolatrous woman uh, doesn't keep to the same man. And therefore, in the eyes of the public, they know that you're dealing with idolaters that converted. They probably don't have the same father, even though we're saying they had the same father. Uh, not so in the eyes of the public. So, if you have brothers that had the same mother and father, according to Rav Acha, the emphasis the public places on is on their father element, and as such, uh, there is no father element that plays a role when you're dealing with idolaters that converted. We continue in the Gemara, Rav Sheshes. Let's read that line again, though. Man deshori bosser abo shadinon. They follow their father. People call them the, the sons of so-and-so man. From Sheshes, who is restrictive, the plonis, you can see the suffix indicates a female form. They are referred to also the, as the children of the same mother. And as a result... Uh, if we allow them to switch wives, people will say, oh, in general, uh, Jewish brothers can switch wives as well. Ve'ika di'amri, we continue in the Gemara with the second version, and that is, polig rav acho bar afilu ba'achen minoem. Rav acho goes all the way, and in all cases, when you're dealing with two brothers that converted, even the case of brothers that had the same mother are allowed after their conversion to switch wives if they should so desire. Umay taimo answer why is that? Gershin is Gair, a person, a convert who enters Judaism, Kikoton Shinola Domis as a child being born anew. And if they're being born anew after their conversion, so they're not they're not from the same they're not uh, halachically speaking connected. They don't have the same mother 
either they're born as they arise out of the mikvah. The mikvah is their mother, if you will. Now, as we go on in the Gemara, another structural note, you'll see you see diamonds with numbers in them, and you see how the diamonds are shaded in different uh, different extremities. Um, on the side, the, uh, number one is Nisayon Lahakshois Al Heter. The uh, there will be an attempt to challenge the position of leniency. According to version number two, the Iko Diamri is in Nisayon Lahochiach Heter, an attempt to support the leniency. In fact, these two sections of Gemara are. Uh, essentially the, the same simply they have a, an opposite starting point but in each case there's an attempt and then whatever attempt is made it's then rejected so now we continue in the Gemara uh, Tanan and uh, also we you note that the, uh, the double underline uh, is used to highlight the in the first case the word Tanan, which introduces a, in this case, a question. And then in Iko Diamri, we double underline Hochi Namri where we'll be introducing the support. So Tanan. Hagiores Shinezgar Buneo Ima, Lechotsin Velo Miabman. Our Mishnah said that a woman who converts with her sons, there's no Chalitza and there's no Yibo. In other words, there is no connection between them. That's what we said in the Mishnah. Now, why is it that they cannot do Chalitza nor Yibum? So here the Gemara assumes my time. Why is it that they cannot do Chalitza Yibum? Lav Mishum Asiri. Is it not because they are viewed as brothers and a brother cannot marry his brother's wife? Uh, certainly if you have a case of two brothers from the same mother, and that's what we describe here, you've got a Gioris. This is the, the woman who is converting along with her two sons. So you have to have the same mother and they cannot marry the wife of one another. They cannot do Yibum or Chalitza. So is it, is it not a function of their, in fact, of, of their being also to marry uh, the, the, the wife of one's brother? No, that's not what the Mishnah is saying. When the Mishnah says Lo Cholsin Vlomiabim, it means the Eino the Toras Chalitza Yibum V'Sharu Lialma V'Nunami Sharu. There is no restriction of Chalitza Yibum, and when one dies, the widow can marry anyone she wants without any need for Chalitza. And there is also the option of of the surviving brother marrying her as well. There is no restriction whatsoever. The Gemara asks, how can you say that the Mishnah is presenting such a point of leniency? Use your arrow and navigate with it, moving up, and you see uh, the word afilu uh, at the first line of the Mishnah. Uh, and the Mishnah says that there's, uh, the Mishnah pointed out that there's no chalitza yibum, even if, and it went on to say, uh, even if the uh, conception of, uh, of the first one is before conversion, and his birth is after conversion. And the second one's conception and birth were after conversion. Iyamris, now the word afilu in the Mishnah will be smoother if you go along the restrictive line of reasoning. 
If you say, like we were attempting to show when we opened up this section at the two lines before where we said Tnan, if you say that in fact they are Asr, that these two brothers uh, that have the same mother that converted, that they are prevented, they are uh, uh, prohibited from marrying the other one's wife, Hainu de Katoni Afilu. The word Afilu then is appropriate. The Afagav. The Rishon Hirosa Shalom Bikdusha Veleidosa Bikdusha, the Hasheni Hirosa Veleidosa Bikdusha, Ukishtei Imohus Domu. Even though the first one was conceived before conversion, the second one was conceived after conversion. So it's as if they have two separate mothers. They're they're really very unrelated, if you say, if you will. Afilu Hachi Asiri. Even so. They are Usr. That makes sense. That even we're, we're trying to show how far the Isser would go. That even though these two boys are really unrelated, they can't marry each other's wife. Eloi Amris Shoru. If you say that the Mishnah is teaching us a point of leniency, my Afilu, what's the use of the word Afilu, which means even? If you're saying that the mission is telling there's no need for a Yibum, they're not related to one another, <laughs> so all, all the more so they're not related uh, in the case of having two separate mothers. And again, we say two separate mothers, and we're saying halachically two separate mothers. Why would the mission use the word afilu, meaning even in this case? It's rather all the more so in the case. So, so the Gemara explains. The, the Afilu is as follows. The Afagav, the Travayu, Leidoson, Bikadusha. Even though, and that's what the Afilu was ref- introducing in case, even though both of these boys were born after the, the mother had converted. The Osi, Lechlufi, Bisrael. And if we allow the leniency here, people will say the same thing in the case of two regular Jewish fellows that have the same mother. And there, the uh, prohibition of taking the brother's wife is strictly forbidden. Where they have, we have two brothers that have the same mother. Afilu hachi shori. Even so, in our case, uh, we are going to allow uh, the. We're going to allow uh, upon the death of one, the widow to marry without chalitza. So that even though in a case of Israel, of two brothers, we can't allow the widow uh, to marry out without Chalitza, here we're not going to worry about that confusion. The uh, Rashi, on the third line under the Gemara text, the Afagav the Trevayolei doesn't Bikdusha, the Asi Lechlufi Bisrael, people, if they see here, uh, in the case of the conversion story, where both boys were born after their mother had converted and was and will let the widow of one to marry without chalitza, and there's the fear that people would come to the same conclusion when you have the widow of a regular Jewish man, will the mystery of Amalashuk below chalitza and then come to allow a Yavoma to marry out without chalitza, even so in the case of the Mishnah, we will allow the widow to marry uh, marry out without chalitza. The meida yadi, the yibum in avhu. Everyone knows that the dinim of yibum are 
the, the dinim of Yibam are dependent on brotherhood from same father. The ein lo av. And when you're dealing with idolaters, so the the concept of, of having a father connection to the offspring doesn't exist. Again, in halachic terms. Fidafka le'alma. And as far as the heter is concerned, when we say that the widow uh, of one of the two brothers can marry out, specifically to marry Vashuk. But as far as the other brother marrying her, when you have the, that specific case of the two boys born from a woman after she had converted, so they are brothers from the same mother, and in such a case, the wife of one's brother from common mother is strictly forbidden. Uh, when Rav Acha said that they are mutter to them to one another as well, that was Amresha Sefa. That was referring only to the case where the two brothers were born before the mother had converted. There, they're not related whatsoever. So now we go back to the Gemara. Ika the Amri. Now another version. Ochi nami mistabro deshoro. Here the Gemara wants to show that the two brothers that had converted are mutter, like Ravacha said, to switch wives. Dikotoni afilu. The Mishnah had used the expression afilu. Iamris bishlomo shoru. If you say that they, that the Mishnah is telling us a heter, that when the Mishnah says there's no need for Chalitz or Yibum, it means that the widow of one can marry Lashuk without any concern of Yibum or Chalitza. The uh, other one, the brother, is not considered a brother. He's not considered the brother of the deceased to do the mitzvahs of Yibum. So if you say that the Mishnah is telling us Heter, so then the term Afilu is appropriate. The Afagaf the Travayu Leidosan Bigdusha, that even though both in the second case of the Mishnah, the, the case where the, uh, they were both born from the mother after she had converted, the Asi Lechlufi Israel, people will look at them as regular Jews and think that in regular Jews, a woman after, uh, uh, when a woman is left a widow without her husband having left children, can go marry without Yibum and Chalitza. The Mishnah is telling us, even though that that's a possible point of confusion, we're not going to worry about that. And we will allow them, the two brothers that were born from the mother after she converted, where the first brother was conceived before she had converted, that there's no Yibum expectation, no Yibum requirement whatsoever. So the term afilu is quite appropriate if you say that the mission is teaching me a point of leniency. If you say that the mission is telling me a point of restriction, afilu, what's the uh, what 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 is the word afilu doing here? Saying even over here. What do you mean by that? So the Gemara explains how you would learn the Mishnah showing restriction and explaining the point of the, the, the presence of the word afilu. The afalgav, the rishon Even though the first one was conceived 
before the mother converted, born after she converted. And the second one was born, uh, was, was conceived and born after she had converted. It's as if there are two separate mothers. The first one was conceived before she converted. The second brother was conceived after she converted. So it's like they're two separate mothers. Afilu hachi asiri. Even though they they don't seem to have any connection between one another, they still cannot switch wives. So that would that would actually show how the word afilu shows that the mission is teaching restriction. So that you can see in attempt number two, we thought we were going to show how afilu, the presence of afilu, shows leniency. But then the Gemara switched around as we had seen in presentation number one where it opened with restriction and then rejected it showing leniency. As we go on in the Gemara, we have a a structural note. As the Gemara unfolds, we won't be able to complete the entire sugya now because we're in a daf yomi structure. Nevertheless, a... Uh, the the, the, the uh, discussion continues. Uh, you'll see quite a way, quite a quite a distance. In fact, it continues as we indicated earlier to Tzadi Chesam Bays. The triangles will appear in two different directions. Uh, those uh, and under under our Mivne heading Hechachos Bishnei Kivunim. These are proofs or uh, sources in two directions, with the inverted triangle being the opening. Uh, triangle. This is lahakshos ala heter shel This will be uh, present a challenge to Rav Acha's heter. The uh, upright triangle will be lisayeah lohiach divrei Rav Acha. Actually, it's an attempt to support and prove the approach of Rav Acha of, of heter. So let's start the discussion or continue. Toshma. Uh, you're going to see a Tanaic source that has a series of diamonds in it. And on the side, we indicate these are Gimel Dargais or Mikrim Shel Gerusachim. Three levels, three cases uh, involving conversion. Shnei Achim Teumim, Gerim, two identical twins that converted. And in describing two identical twins, it's very clear then that they have the same father and mother. Likewise, uh, freed slaves. And we dashed on the line freed slaves because we had uh, marked the Gemara the same way uh, at the beginning of the Gemara. We also have a little star where you can align these two lines and show the connection. This is the case of Ravacha of Mishuchorim. Lo Cholzin v'lo Miyavnin v'ein Chayovin Mishum Eishes Ach. There's no Chalitz or Yibum between them. Uh, if one of them dies childless, the widow will not do Yibum Chalitza, and there's no uh, uh, violation if he does of Eishes Ach. Eishes Ach is punishable by Kores. And if it's done unwittingly, so there would be a korban chatos, a sin offering, a, a sacrifice that would be brought. Not so over here. You can see that we have a brackets. The, the next two cases are 
or so we'll say less germane to our uh, immediate agenda. So if we skip the bracketed section, Kotoni Mihas, it however said in this source, Ein Chayovin Mishum Eshesach, these two uh, twin brothers that converted, there's no Chiyuv, there's no Kores if one takes the other one's wife. And now we infer Chiyuva Leka, we continue at the top of Tzadi Chesom Aleph, Ha Isura Ika. There's no Kores, but there is prohibition. And that is the question on Rav Acha. The Gemara answers, In truth, there isn't even any restriction whatsoever. So then, why did the Mishnah present itself the way it did, saying, Since the latter part of the source, which we haven't read yet, says, You'll see that in the part that was in brackets, that there is chiyuv, meaning that in the one of the later cases there is a, a strict prohibition of eshes ach, resulting in kores. Tonanami reisha, the earlier part that we were basing our proof on, there it, it's, it used the term ein chayoven, but it's not there for inference purposes. Only there, it's stated in that fashion for, we'll say, tenaic. Uh, um, stylistic balance. The Seifa said Chayovin, so the Reisha says Ein Chayovin. But once again, the Reisha is not there to infer but that, that though there's no Chiv, there is an Isor. No, there isn't even an Isor. Uh, before the second triangle is approached, you'll notice there's a bracketed section and we explain on the side Sograyim L'Shem Diluk the brackets are for skipping purposes K'day Lishma Retzif HaOchochos in order to maintain a sense of continuity with regard to these proofs B'Soycha Muva Divrei Rava Shemazbir Loma Ein Av Lemitzri within the brackets uh, the issue that we've been mentioning till now that idolaters don't have a we'll say a halachic fatherhood father connection is the source for that will be in the brackets now we did skip on the bottom of Omid Beis of Tzadi Zayim Beis a bracketed section let's go over that now uh, the second diamond we have twin brothers their conception was before the mother converted their birth, the their birth was after she converted. In other words, you have a woman while pregnant converted. There is no or yibum between these brothers. When one dies, leaving a widow uh, and no children, the surviving brother does not do chalitza. There's no yibum. Avol chayovin mishum If uh, one of them marries the wife of the other, even the widow of the other, there is a violation of Eshesach. What we have here is a, a, a simple case of brothers from a common mother. These are, when they were born, they were born to a Jewish mother. So these are regular Jews in that sense that they have the same mother, same Jewish mother. And as you know very well at this point in the Mesichta that the concept of marrying a brother's wife. In, this, in the situation where there are no children that exist only where they have the same father here they don't have that they have the same mother uh, and we said when we said again they don't have the same father even though we're dealing with twins we indicated before that that the we'll say the seed of the idolater 
as is considered disconnected from his descendants. So there is no brotherhood, brotherhood through saying father. Hence, there is no heter whatsoever to marry the brother's wife. And that's the phrase after would be a violation of brother's wife if the other brother marries her or has relations with her. You have twins that are born to a woman that she had already converted before their conception. So they were conceived and born in holiness in, in Judaism. They're considered full-fledged Jews regarding all halachic matters and as such there would be the dinim of Yibum and Chalitza. Those dinim would apply as well. And we read the Hemshech, the continuation of the Torah. We read it already, but we can read it again. The mission, this Tanaic source said that with regard to two brothers that converted, there's no Kores for Eshesach, Chivoleko, Ha, Isura Iko, here at the top of Tzadi Chesamah, but, but there is an Isser, and that would be a problem for Rav Acha. The Gemara answered, as we saw before, who did the Filu Isura Nami Leko. Truth is that there isn't any restriction whatsoever. And if you thought that there was restriction because of the inference from the expression Ein Chayavin, no, Ein Chayavin is not there for inference purposes, but the Aidi the boy Lemisna Seifa, since the Seifa had to use the phrase, the Seifa which spoke about two brothers born from a, a woman that had already converted, they were full fledged, they were brothers regarding the Dean of Eshesach. Avol Chayovin, there in the Sefer, Avol Chayovin had to be taught. Tana Nami Resha, Ein Chayovin. There the Resha for the sake of, we'll say, the Mishnaic style, it used the term Ein Chayovin. But once again, not to infer that even though there's no Chayov, but there is Kores. And as we mentioned before, the uh, next triangle will appear after the bracketed section. Uh, but we will continue now with the, with the bracketed section. Omarova, uh, this is also, by the way, a long point. Omarova, Hadu Omarabonon, Ein Av Lemitzri, that which the rabbis have taught that there is no fatherhood with regard to Mitzri, uh, literally Egyptians, but it really means, it means uh, idolaters. Long Tema, don't say the following. The following that don't say is a line and a word. We have singular quotation marks of what you should not say. Don't say Mishun Bezima Delo Don't say because the idolaters are Shtufe Zima, they they are immersed in in abhorrence. In other words, the idolaters lead a life of of uh, looseness of disgust of no no uh, concern for morality but and, and, and as a result of that we'll say immoral lifestyle therefore there's no assumed fatherhood connection because in, in, a, in the final analysis a person can't even identify who his father is but if we could so then we would say that there is an element of fatherhood. That's Abel Yadia, but where you could know the presence of fatherhood, then we would uh, we would treat them accordingly. 
all of that don't say that. Even in a case where we can, we, where there is evidence of same fatherhood, it nevertheless plays no role. Two identical twins. The tipo achas a little bit of genetics over here, and bear in mind the uh, date of the Gemara and its awareness of how identical twins develop. You see a description of a of a um, a drop, a single uh, a single drop splitting into two and then developing. That's the tipachas came from one man, the same father, and his seed. The, the, that particular drop, that particular cell, will say split into two. The Kotani Seifa, and it says in the Seifa, Lo Cholsin Vlo Miyadmin. Now, the din of Chalitz and Yibum applies where you have brothers from the same father. Now, here genetically, they are brothers from the same father, but yet halachically, they are not considered thusly. Shmamina, this shows us the fact that the Mishnah says, Lo Cholsin there's no Yibum. Even though genetically they are brothers from the same father. But halachically, no. This shows us Afkuri Afkure Rachmona Lazare. That the Torah declares Hefker. Hefker is something unowned. In our case, it means no connection between the children and their father. In the case of, when we're dealing here with the case of um, idolaters that then converted, that. Uh, that strips away any connection to their father. The Pesach says, Besar Chamorim Besorim Vezirmas Susim Zirmasam The Zirma is a reference to a flow, the, the seed that flows forth from a male. It's considered like the seed of horses, meaning no, uh, just like in the animal kingdom, there's no uh, father-son relationship. So too, when you're dealing with idolaters and especially in the case of idolaters and their subsequent conversion to Judaism, there is no connection in fatherhood terms. As we said before, the sugi continues, uh, and Mir Shem, next time we will have that opportunity.